everyone. Welcome back to Patience is a Virtue, your sports betting podcast all about wagering on sports futures across all different types of sports. I'm your host, Andrew, and I hope everybody's staying safe, staying warm. We're coming up to the winter holidays, and at least if you're here in America with me, we've had a big winter storm hit most of the country. So hopefully you have some power. Hopefully you're staying warm. Hopefully you're staying safe. And for those of you who are trapped inside right now, why not take a look at some futures best? We got time on our hands. Let's go ahead and do that. And for this episode, I want to take a look at football. So we're going to take a look at the college football playoff first, and then we'll transition over to the NFL, gearing up for the playoffs. So first, let's take a look at college football playoff winner. We have Georgia at minus 125. That's the best price I could find at DraftKings. Michigan are plus 300. Ohio State are plus 360. And TCU are plus 1,800, also at DraftKings. Now, for me, I think the best bet is to find Georgia at the best price you can find. Georgia has been dominant all season long. They're number seven in scoring offense, number six in yards per game, number five in opponent scoring, number 10 in opponent yards, and number one in opponent rushing yards. Now, if they can be attacked, it's going to be through the air. Georgia's only number 56 in opponent passing yards per game, 223.9. And Ohio State, their matchup in the semifinal, is number 12 in passing yards per game. And while they have leading rusher Trevion Henderson is out for the rest of the year, so I think it's likely they're going to have to try and rely on the pass. And again, that is probably the place we're going to be able to attack Georgia's defense as best you can. Although, really attacking Georgia's defense is very, very difficult. They're excellent on that side of the field. Now, I do think Georgia's defensive line is going to be able to cause some havoc on the Ohio State offense and get into the backfield and going to put some pressure on C.J. Stroud, which means the timing with his receivers might be off a little bit. I do think Ohio State are going to be able to put up some points, but ultimately I do see Georgia getting the win in this game. Now, if you are worried about Ohio State being able to beat Georgia, you might want to wait and not place a bet on this game and just wait to see if Georgia are able to make it to the final, because I think they are going to be heavy favorites against whichever team they're going to play. However, in that situation, you are going to lose some value on this line, because again, if they're heavy favorites and you're playing just the money line, you're not going to get anything nearly as close to minus 125. If you're interested in Ohio State, I think the value depends on whichever team they're going to play in the semifinal. If you think they're going to play Michigan, then I would just play the money line in each of these two games, as you're going to win about the same amount, maybe even a little bit more. And you can choose not to bet the final if you want, if you're just not liking the matchup. Maybe somebody gets injured in the semifinal. If you think TCU is going to be able to beat Michigan, I think you need to bet Ohio State now, as they're going to be a much bigger favorite over TCU, and so the price is going to be the best that you're going to get at this point. Now, if you like Michigan to win the title, I think it's going to be the same as Ohio State. Uh, It's really going to depend on who they're going to play in the final. If you think they're going to play Georgia, I would not bet the semifinal just because the Michigan money line will likely be larger than plus 300 in that game, or at least it'll be very similar to that. And so you're not going to have to worry about sweating the game against TCU. Now, if you think Ohio State is going to beat Georgia, Michigan should be less than a plus 200 favorite on the money line, or excuse me, a plus 200 underdog on the money line in the championship game. The look-ahead line is has Ohio State at minus 3.5. So Michigan is going to be an underdog in that matchup, if that holds true. And since Michigan is a large favorite over TCU in the semifinal, I think you'll need to bet them at plus 300 if you like them to win the title in this case. Now, if you like TCU to beat Michigan, I would just go ahead and bet on them to win the whole thing and then to hedge in the final. I don't think you're going to end ultimately winning the match, but you're going to get a great hedge opportunity if they are able to beat Michigan. They might be worth a small amount in doing that because I do think they have a better chance of being Michigan than they're getting credit for. And of course, you could always play on Michigan on an in-game bet if you need to, to get out of it. So ultimately, I think the best bet is to take Georgia to win it all at the best price you can find. But I think I probably would also put a small amount on TCU, hoping
hoping that they're able to beat Michigan and then just hedging against them in the final. Again, I can see plus 1,800 out there on the board. That gives you a huge opportunity to hedge and definitely make some money if TCU can just make it to the final. Next, let's take a look at some specific championship match bets. So Georgia versus Michigan comes in at minus 120. Michigan versus Ohio State is plus 320. Georgia versus TCU is plus 400. And TCU versus Ohio State are plus 1,000. So I think Georgia versus Michigan is the most likely matchup to take place. Now, the good thing about this bet is that it doesn't really matter who ends up winning the final. As long as this is the matchup, you're going to win this bet. The price for this bet is actually better than just taking Georgia to win it all. But you are also depending on two different matchups to take place or two different results to take place. You need Georgia to win and you also need Michigan to win. So that is a little bit of a downside to this. But again, this is the most likely matchup. So I think there is some value in this bet as well. Now, if you do think Ohio State is going to defeat Georgia, I would simply bet on them to win the championship. You're going to get a slightly better price if they play Michigan, and you don't really need to worry about the Michigan TCU result. Now, if you think Ohio State is going to play TCU, I would go back to placing a bet simply on TCU to win the championship and then hedge against it in the final. You're going to get a much bigger price. Now, you can also perhaps split your bet between a TCU championship ticket and an OSU versus TCU ticket. Again, if you do think that this could be a good matchup or the likely matchup. Again, and if you think that TCU is going to be Michigan, I would just bet on them to win it all and not worry about the matchup. Even if you hedge, you're going to win more money than you would at a plus 400 versus a Georgia-specific matchup. So Georgia versus Michigan would be my pick in this market, but I think you're likely to find more value in the outright market. So I would probably stay away from this at this point. Next, let's turn our attention to the exact result matchup. So we have Georgia defeats Michigan plus 150. Michigan defeats Georgia plus 500. Georgia defeats TCU plus 500. Ohio State defeats Michigan plus 500. Michigan defeats OSU plus 850. OSU defeats TCU plus 1300. TCU defeats Georgia plus 3000. And TCU defeats OSU plus 4000. So it's hard to make a pick from these odds. If you do like Georgia, the only one with value is having them defeat TCU at plus 500, as that's more than you would make on a Moneyline rollover. But you do need TCU to make the final as well. And as we see, Michigan is favored in that semifinal matchup. While Georgia defeating Michigan is the most likely result and at a plus and is at a plus money price, there are enough valuables to make this not a good bet, I think. Now, making a small bet on TCU to win against both Georgia and Ohio State could possibly be worth it because of a hedge opportunity. While they're unlikely to win the championship, if you beat if they beat Michigan, I should say, having these bets should get you some money after hedging. But that also means that you're going to have two bets out there and at least one of them is going to lose. And of course, you're also counting on them to win the first game. I think if you're going to do this, you should just make them small bets. Uh, because they're both plus money bets, you will end up ultimately making some money, but not nearly as much as you could making a different type of bet. So I probably wouldn't do this, but it is a way to make money if you do think TCO is going to defeat Michigan in the semifinal. Now, Michigan defeating Ohio State could also be worth a look. The look at in line, again, has Ohio State at minus 3.5 as a favorite. So Michigan would be a small plus money price on the money line, despite having already beaten Ohio State in Columbus. Therefore, this exact result would win you a little bit more money than taking Michigan in the outright market or on a money line rollover. Michigan should be able to beat TCU, and, but you'll also be counting on Ohio State to also win. And so if this is the exact result, you are getting great value, but there are multiple variables to take into account for this bet. Overall, I would probably stay away from this market as the value you're going to get just doesn't add up to the prices. I think I would go back to having a ticket on Georgia to win the title outright at the best price you can find. And then also having a small ticket on TCU to win the title with an eye on hedging 
in case they are able to advance against Michigan. So that's going to be your picks for the college football playoff. So next, let's move on to the NFL. The first bet I want to take a look at is a stage of elimination bet. This is over at DraftKings. And we're going to start with the New York Giants. So stage of elimination wild card is minus 145. Missing the playoffs is plus 350. Divisional round plus 350. Conference championship plus 1700. Lose the Super Bowl plus 5,000. And win the Super Bowl is plus 10,000. The Giants are currently in sixth position in the NFC, so they're in a playoff position. They're one game ahead of Washington, who is back in seventh position. The Giants and Washington have identical division and conference records, and so it's going to be very tight coming down with, between those two for a final playoff spot. And there's a couple other teams also in the mix. Now, the Giants can't catch Dallas for the fifth position. They're too far ahead. So really, the battle is going to be with Washington, Seattle, and Detroit for one of the last two playoff spots. Now, the Giants' last three games come against the Vikings on the road the Colts at home, and the Eagles on the road. I can see them losing to the Vikings and beating the Colts. So I think it's really going to come down to the Eagles game. Now, the Eagles will likely have the number one seed locked up by then. So we're not really certain about what their motivation is going to be, but they are going to be playing a rival, and they have a possibility of knocking that rival out of the playoffs. So it really is going to be difficult to figure out what you think the Eagles are going to do. They could play hard, and they could try to win. They might also rest some players. We've seen the Eagles tank in the final game of the season. They did that a couple of years ago to get a better draft pick. So it's not beyond the Eagles to go ahead and give that a shot, especially if they already had the number one seed already locked up. Now, looking at the schedule, I think Washington likely has at least two more losses coming. They're playing the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. So I think Washington might drop back out of this position, out of a playoff position. Seattle has Kansas City, the Jets, and the Rams left. So they might be able to get two more wins in that game, in that situation. And Detroit has Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay left. So they might be able to get a couple wins as well. So after looking at those schedules, I think the Giants have a good chance of getting at least one more win. And so I think they should be able to make the playoffs, even if they end up as the number seven seed. In either case, they would end up playing either Minnesota or San Francisco. That is, if they're the sixth seed or the seventh seed. And we'll have to see how Minnesota and San Francisco play out the rest of their seasons to see who ends up in which position. But ultimately, I think they're probably going to lose to either of those two teams. So I think there's a very good case to be made that the Giants will lose in the wild card round. And again, you're going to get that at a minus 145 price. Now, a lot of people think that Minnesota actually is not as good as their record. So you might want to take a look at the Giants to win in the division round if they end up playing against Minnesota, but they might be able to go into Minneapolis and pull off a victory there. But I think the most likely outcome is for them to lose in the wild card. So I do like the value of the New York Giants to lose in the wild card at a minus 145 price. Up next, let's take a look at another stage of elimination bet, this time for the Baltimore Ravens. To be eliminated in the wild card comes in at minus 105. Division round plus 190. Conference championship plus 600. Lose the Super Bowl plus 1400. Win the Super Bowl plus 2800. Baltimore are currently 9 and 5 and in the fifth position in the AFC. Their remaining schedule is home against the Falcons, home against the Steelers, and at the Bengals. Now, they should be able to beat the Falcons and the Steelers, and so the game against the Bengals could end up actually being for the division, depending on how Cincinnati plays out. And the Ravens do have the head-to-head victory earlier in the season, so they own the tiebreak at this point against the Bengals. The Bengals have the Patriots on the road, the Bills at home, and the Ravens at home, of course. So that could be a tough stretch for them, as the Pats are still trying for a playoff spot. Not quite certain that they're going to get there, but they are still trying at least. And the Bills are vying for the number one seed. So while I think it's unlikely that Baltimore will ultimately win the division, I think this could be much closer than a lot of people think. 
Now, if Baltimore are able to actually win the division, they would end up as the number three seed, and currently they would be playing the Chargers. Of course, we'll have to see how that plays out as well. If not, if they don't win the division, that is, they're going to end up as, or they're likely going to end up as the number five seed, and they play the Titans, which might ultimately be a better matchup for them as the Titans really aren't that good. And at this point, because Jacksonville won yesterday, Thursday, against the Jets, it's very possible that Jacksonville could ultimately be their opponent as well because Jacksonville might be able to take down the Tennessee Titans for the AFC South crown. They're going to play in the final game of the season, which will likely determine who's going to get that number four seed. In either result, I think Baltimore does have a good chance of ultimately winning a wild card game, but I don't think they're good enough to beat either the Bills or the Chiefs who are very likely to, they would play in the divisional round of the playoffs. So I think a bet on Baltimore to lose in the division round at plus 190 has pretty good value for a team that can run the ball. They have the second highest average rush in the NFL and the second highest yards per game. So they can run the ball and they're able to do cold weather. They're used to the cold weather. They play outside. So I do think Baltimore has a good chance of getting past the wild card round. But ultimately, I would see them lose in the division round. And getting this at a plus money price, plus 190, I think that's pretty good value on Baltimore. Next, let's move over to a regular season win total bet. Some books actually still put these out in the middle of the season. And we're going to take a look at the Indianapolis Colts. The line is set at five and a half games, five and a half wins, that is. The over is minus 120, and the under five and a half wins is even money. The Colts are currently four wins, nine losses, and one tie, third in the AFC South. Now, they're still technically alive for the playoffs, but they're not going to happen. They're not going to ultimately make it. The Colts' remaining schedule is home to the Chargers on the day after Christmas, at the Giants, and home to the Texans. Now, the Chargers have the tiebreaker over Miami, and they're in the sixth seed. So Miami's in the seventh seed right now. They're only one game out of the number five seed, but only one game ahead of New England and New Jersey to be out of the playoffs. So we should see a motivated Chargers team come into Indianapolis for that game. Right now, the Colts are pretty much a mess, and so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond after blowing the lead against the Vikings in their last game. And they've also switched quarterbacks. They're going to turn to Nick Foles and have him go for the rest of the season. So they might be in complete tank mode at this point. I know players don't really like to tank, but I think the organization might be wanting them to lose these games. So we'll see how it ultimately finishes up. Now, the Colts really should be able to beat the Texans. They're the worst team in the league uh, in the final game of the season, but that's really not a certainty. And at that point, the Texans should have the number one pick in the draft locked up. So there's no reason for them to not go out and try and win that final game of the season to end on a high note. So really, that means for the Colts that they need to win one out of two games to be able to go over this number. Now, the game at home against the Chargers should be tight, and L.A. will be away for home for Christmas, which could have a negative effect on their play. But they're also going to have a lot of playoff motivation, and I think that should be enough to get a good effort out of them in this game. I do think it's likely that the Chargers will win, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Colts are able to pull off a victory in this game. I'm not counting on it, but I think it is very possible that it could happen. Now, the game against the Giants on the road is going to be in cold weather, and the, and the Giants are going to be very motivated for that matchup as well. Now, if the Colts lose to the Chargers, they're going to be eliminated from playoff contention, and I just can't see them having any kind of motivation for this game against the Giants. And again, the Giants are trying to get a better spot while well, they're trying to get into the playoffs and then get as good a spot as possible. So I would expect a max effort out of them. So I don't see the Colts being able to beat the Giants. And so really, it's going to come down to the Chargers game. And I just don't see the Colts being able to get up and being able to put in enough offensive effort to outscore a Chargers squad, which can put points on the board. They do give up 
some defensive touchdowns, but I do think ultimately the Chargers should be able to win this game. I can't see the Colts going on the road and beating the Giants, and therefore it doesn't really matter what happens against the Texans. I think the Colts are going to go under five and a half wins this year. And getting that at even money, I think that is excellent value for a team that has probably given up on the season at this point. Now the final bet I want to take a look at is for Coach of the Year Award. Nick Sirianni of Philadelphia comes in at minus 155. Dan Campbell of Detroit, plus 180. Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers, plus 950. Ryan Dable of New York Giants, plus 1,800. Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota, plus 3,600. Doug Peterson of Jacksonville, plus 3,600. I think Sirianni does have to be the favorite in this situation. The Eagles have the best record in the league by two games, and they're going to end up ultimately winning the division. They don't have it wrapped up, but as long as they have one more win or one Cowboys loss, they will be the NFC East champions, and they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. The Eagles are third in yards per game, and they're second in yards allowed, which is exactly what you want. They have a plus 12 turnover differential, and Jalen Hurts was a candidate for MVP until he got hurt, and he's likely going to miss some time. And so that is going to hurt it a little bit, but I really think that if Philadelphia are able to put together at least one more win, Sirianni is going to get this award. And I think still getting him at minus 155 is pretty good value. Now, the only other possibility that I would take a look at is Dan Campbell, who has Detroit in the hunt for their first playoff position since 2016. However, they're not going to win their division, and they could still make the playoffs if they don't get some wins and also some help by some other teams. I think if the Lions get one more loss, he's probably going to be eliminated from this opportunity. And their final three remaining games are Carolina, Chicago, and Green Bay. So I think it's very possible that they're going to lose at least one of those matches. But I do think Dan Campbell is worth a little bit of a look at this point. Now, there has been some buzz on Kyle Shanahan, and if the 49ers are able to win out, I think it is possible that he could sneak in there. But ultimately, I do think Sirianni is really the person to bet on if you want to bet this number. Um, If you're going to do it, you do need to do it before this weekend, because if Philadelphia are able to win, I think it's pretty much going to be over at that point. It'll just be a formality, and he is going to win, and his price is going to skyrocket. You could take a bit of a contrarian view and say, if they're able to lose, maybe his price gets a little bit longer and then bet on him. And that is a possibility. But I think weighing that in conjunction with what would happen if he wins and how the price is going to change at that point, I think I would rather just place the bet now at minus 155 and just hope that he's able to pull it out and the voters give him the award. And that's all the picks I have for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Please remember to follow the podcast and tell your friends and family about it so we can grow and make it as big as possible. Please also leave a five-star review as it helps our metrics and helps us to reach a larger audience. Good luck with any bets you might place, and I'll see you for the next episode.